Did you know that every time you listen to an ad on this podcast, you help cover the cost of producing Find Your Food Voice? Thank you to our sponsor, Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. Because of them, my team and I can continue our independent podcast. Equilibria is a women-owned wellness brand with unique science-backed products that help bring your mind and back my mind and body back into harmony. EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense is a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. It also promotes optimal vaginal pH. These probiotics were chosen because they are studied for women's health. And I love that you can subscribe. So if you find that Equilibria's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense helps you, you can subscribe so you don't have to think twice about running out and also save 25% off. I just started taking the Equilibria Daily Women's Microbiome Defense after a trip overseas that made my GI tract kind of funky. I am hoping that it helps make things just a little bit easier, easing back in. And also as a woman, as a woman in midlife, I'm always looking for ways to help with vaginal pH. If you are not in midlife yet, just be aware. It's a thing that is around the corner for you. So head to myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com and use code FOODVOICE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. All right, let's get back to the show. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. Welcome to episode eight of the Love Food Podcast series. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I am so glad you're here and I am wondering how you're enjoying the series so far. What are your thoughts on the letters, the advice? Do you have your own letter that you would like to write to food? Be sure to send us an email at lovefoodpodcasts at gmail.com if you do have a letter. And I am just So grateful that you are listening to these uh, episodes and the feedback is always welcome because I want to make it for you. I want to be a source of food peace and positive body image in a world that has very little of that. So today is going to be delivering that to 
all of us and also has in mind a very special part of the population, a part that I identify with to some degree. I have a letter today from a nutrition student who has a larger body. Of course, I am was once a nutrition student and even though I experienced the training to become diet, a dietitian differently because I was in a smaller body, I certainly can appreciate some of the pressures to eat a certain way as a dietitian and to look a certain way. So today we're going to be exploring so many important things that I don't know if you have heard it anywhere else before. Weight discrimination, of course, is something that some of us are talking about, but what about weight discrimination in the nutrition profession? It's alive and well, and it's a very strong monster. It keeps many people from not pursuing the degree in nutrition, even though they'd be excellent clinicians. And it also keeps some dietitians from doing the type of work they want to do. So this conversation today, I hope helps you know, anybody out there who's training to become a dietitian or anyone who's in the health profession or anyone who is just experiencing size discrimination to maybe just feel a little bit more connected and body positive. Those of you who, like me, are in a smaller body, I hope it also brings to light some of the experiences people in larger bodies experience how their lives can be just a little bit more exhausting because of the work they have to do to prove themselves or to prove their health. So let's go ahead and dive in and listen to the letter from Fat Nutrition Student. Dear food, skinny, thin, perfect. I look around the room in my intermediate nutrition class, and that's how everyone looks. And then there's me, fat, disgusting, ugly. I swear, I think they're looking at me. The other day for group projects, I didn't have anyone. No one wanted to be my partner. I had to go to the teacher and ask if she knew of a partner for me. I was so embarrassed. When I first started college, someone suggested that I study nutrition because I like to cook and I try to eat healthy. I really do. Like I eat salads all the time and choose fruit for dessert most of the time. And I thought it was great, but now I'm not sure. If I can't even get a partner for a project, how am I going to get into the internship or get a job? No one wants a fat dietitian. No one. People look at me and think I need a dietitian not that I am a dietitian. Maybe I should just make a drastic change. That's what changes people, right? And inspires them. I've always tried to be the healthy person, but it just isn't enough anymore. I don't want to feel embarrassed about myself. This has gone on too long and I have to do something. There's this new diet in the news and I think it may help. I know the nutritional foundation, but I just need to do something, anything to fix my body and fast. I'm a junior now, so maybe by the time I apply for my internship, I can have the weight off. Yes, that'd be good. And because I know the background in nutrition, maybe I can tweak this fad diet a little bit. I don't even like calling it a diet because I know those are terrible. Maybe it'll just be a healthier weight loss option. I don't know. I want to be thin and feel pretty, but at the same time, I don't think this is the right way to do it. How can I be a nutrition student and eventually a dietitian? and be happy with all the extra weight and confident in my ability to help people. What should I do food? Sincerely, Fat Nutrition Student. 
I remember when I was a brand new dietitian, just finished all of my education, I was ready to get a job and started doing a ton of interviews. One of the interviews was set and I was supposed to be meeting my potential future employer at a hospital cafeteria. And so when I got there, I didn't realize how big this cafeteria was going to be. It was huge. So I sat down and I started to panic. I panicked because I forgot to tell the person who was interviewing me what I looked like. So, you know, this was in a time way before text messaging and smartphones. So the only thing I could do was go find a payphone and call her. And if I did that, I would be late. So I just kind of sat there paralyzed. And I must have had a very panicked look on my face. But then someone said, hi, Julie, and stuck her hand out and said, hi, I'm the person that's going to be interviewing you. And I said, how did how did you know it was me? And she said, oh, you know, all dietitians, we all look alike. And I remember in that moment feeling kind of cool. I thought, oh, I look like a dietitian. And I've, you know, I've struggled throughout a lot of my life, probably like a lot of you with feeling like I belong or rather feeling like I didn't belong. And so this moment I was like, oh, cool. I fit in with everybody else. But I'm a person who's always had a smaller body. And I didn't realize in that moment that I was experiencing proof of weight discrimination in my profession and really in our whole world. So today, I just want to talk to you, fat nutrition student, about your letter. And I will tell you, I feel like you are so brave and your words are so very important because I've had the opportunity to work with many nutrition students and dietitians who are struggling with their relationship with food and body image. And please know you are not alone. And there are many people who are experiencing the same thing. So it may not seem like it, especially right now where you are, yet um, across the country and across the globe, there are many people in the field of nutrition who are feeling the same way and also wanting to do something about it, not in a way of changing their bodies, but instead changing the profession. I've been a bit discouraged over the last five or 10 years with my profession. And I, and I will say, I love being a dietitian. It's amazing that I found this opportunity to work in a way that really is able to use all my strengths and gives me lots of opportunity to grow. Yet, I feel like the field of nutrition is one that discriminates even more based on size. And it's something that really, it hurts, it hurts a lot for me to be involved in a profession that does that. And I don't ever want to be someone that shows that same kind of agreement with the discrimination. And a few years ago, I was interviewed in a magazine called Today's Dietitian. And it was an article about whether fat dietitians should be able to practice dietetics. Of course, I had a lot of opinions on this. And after contributing to that article with my, with my quotes and reading it, 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 I found myself really not wanting to be a dietitian anymore. I felt really discouraged. So what I found, though, when I read the article were many other colleagues who now are friends 
that believe the same way that I do in that size diversity is something that makes our profession stronger. And we want more dietitians of size because that is something that is so healthy for our world. And one person that I first got to know from this article because she was quoted as well, her name is Glennis Oystein. And not too long ago, I also stumbled upon her blog. Her blog is Dare Not to Diet. Um, I will put in the show notes a link to her blog. But she is someone who has extensively talked about and written about her experience as a fat nutrition student and as a fat dietitian. She's a little sassy pants, too. I think she's hilarious. She likes to drop some F-bombs, too, like me. So um, I feel like I already had a lot in common with her just reading her words. But when I read your letter, Fat Nutrition Student, I first thought of Glennis. I'm like, what would Glennis say? Because, you know, as I, I've said, I don't have a larger body. I, I don't know what that experience is like. I do want to fight for everyone who's of a different size in our profession, yet I've never walked in your shoes, but Glennis has. So let's give Glennis a call and see if she can give you even more insight. Hi, Julie. Hi, Glennis. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I am so glad that you can join us today and help me with this letter. And I hope you had a chance to read it. I did. Oh, good. And I I have been thinking a lot about this letter ever since I read it. And I'm so glad that you're willing to chat with us about this letter because you've been someone that I've been reading your blogs for a really long time. And you've been very open about your experience about being a, a nutrition student in a larger body. So I am dying to know what your impression is with this letter. Thanks. Uh, when I first read it, I just felt the pain of this person and I really felt for her. I'm going to assume she's a her um, just because she said she wanted to be slim and pretty. And um, I, I just, my heart went out to her because I, I think the problem is not a nutrition problem for her. The problem is a lack of exposure to the body diversity message that you and I have had the benefit of hearing. And, and she doesn't know that it's okay to live in a large body. And, and she's thinking that because of that, her appetite or her eating is broken, even though she knows that she's eating healthy. Um, she's thinking that should also make her thin. And yet at the same time, she knows I, I could sort of read where she said, you know, um, I, I know this isn't the right thing to do. She knows that a fad diet isn't going to fix it, but she's not sure what to do. So I think that the problem is not at all nutrition and that it's she needs to hear a health at every size message and, and start to learn that her body is okay the way it is. And it's hard because you and I probably both know most new, uh, con conventional dietetics programs don't have a health at every size message. So Correct. she's probably not getting that. She's getting the, if you just reduce your intake by so many calories per week, you'll lose so many pounds per week. That's what she's been hearing, which is the traditional uh, approach to weight loss and nutrition in dietetics programs. So the problem is... <laughs> 
how to get that message to her and, um, you know, let her know that, Hey, you have a right to be in this body and, and you don't have to be like everybody else in this profession. And I thought the other, the other key thing was that she said, no one wants a fat dietitian. Mm -hmm. And that's just simply not true on the face of it because, I'm a fat dietitian. There are a lot of fat dietitians and I've worked with fatter dietitians and we all have jobs. And there's a lot of different areas in nutrition that you can go into that don't involve weight loss. I think if you want to be a dietitian doing weight loss, yes, maybe you need to be a thin dietitian, but we both know weight loss diets don't work and and weight loss doesn't seem to work in general. So that's a tiny little facet to go into in nutrition. Um, when I was a nutrition student, I actually had already heard about, just at the beginning in my initial nutrition class, I'd heard about health at every size. I had a class with Linda Bacon. And oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I was awesome. so lucky. And at the time I was dieting and I was thinner. And her message, after a few months of listening to it, it really rang true for me. And I decided she's right. It's okay to have a bigger body. And this body that I'm trying to fit myself into, this smaller body, by essentially denying myself food and thinking about food 24 hours a day, um, this isn't fair to me and it's not right. And so I that's when I stopped dieting. And of course, because I'd been suppressing my weight for so long, in such a dramatic way, I just started to gain weight rapidly. And so by the time I was going into my dietetics courses, I I was already fatter than most of my classmates. And this is California and everybody's sort of got these beautiful, thin California bodies as I thought of them then, you know, and uh, it's kind of like, oh, and here I am with my bigger body. Um, but at that point, I was kind of getting mad about the message that I had received that my larger body was not right. And that that was the message I'd received my entire life and which was what caused me to diet. And I think that that really helps is if you get mad at a culture that kind of hates women to a degree and tells them that you are not okay unless your body is a certain size. That really helped me. And I, I just thought I'm going to let my body be the size it's going to be with eating normally and eating intuitively and eating healthfully as I can because I'm still into nutrition. Uh, I still want to eat healthfully. Uh, but if my body was going to be bigger doing all of those things, I was going to be okay with that or at least learn how to be okay with that. So I think that that, that for me was the experience of being a, a bigger nutrition student and at the same time, nobody knew all those things that was going they, that were going on in my mind. You know, they didn't know that I was okay with myself. So I think there was always a little bit of an assumption that, oh, you're the big nutrition student who's trying to lose weight. <laughs> you know, mm, yes, everybody yeah. just assumes if you're if you're fatter, you're trying to diet and lose weight. So, but I got very vocal about it, and I'm generally a very vocal person. So pretty quickly, everybody learned, like, nope, that's the fat dietitian dietitian that's totally okay with herself. <laughs> and I decided I was going to educate everybody around me about health at every size. So that is what saved me, I think. That's incredible. I I, yeah. I wish every nutrition program would have health at every size. Um, components into their uh, curriculum, but you know, most of us don't have Linda Bacon guest lecturing. And I just think that's incredible. But something that you said that really, I think is something important and to bring up because I, you know, I work with a lot of nutrition students and dietitians as clients, because, you know, we're, we are a, 
type of profession, I feel like is at extra high risk to have a challenging relationship with food because of some of these things that we're talking about right now. And you mentioned that this letter writer, you know, before she started really um, thinking negatively about her body because of some of these experiences that, you know, her eating wasn't broken. You know, it's, she probably was more in tune with her body. Um, and then when she started looking into dieting, it probably was leading to, to more of a disordered kind of relationship with food. And I think like if health at every size was just part of the curriculum, not only would it help this student, but really just every dietitian. Absolutely. Um, it, and it, it is such a fringe thing, but I was fortunate in the Bay Area where I was going to school. I had Linda Bacon for a teacher. And then when I transferred to a, my four-year university, I had a teacher there that was very into health at every size and very into intuitive eating and body diversity. And that really helped to have those allies because I think if I had just been alone and it would have, would have been me and my good friend who also had Linda Bacon as a teacher, but she was a tiny person. So she, you know, it's sort of me and her and we'd understand body diversity and that would be it. So <laughs> to have sort of some faculty support was amazing, but it still wasn't the, you know, the rest of our instructors were still very much traditional, uh, dietitians in the in the idea that oh, you can lose weight and you can keep it off, and even though they have no, they can't really offer any proof that that actually happens long term for most people. Um, so, you know, I was very fortunate, but I think that most of us aren't getting that message at all. Yeah, yeah, and something else that you said that resonated with me, and I I firmly believe in this step into helping someone reclaim their kind of relationship with food and their body is to experience the anger with society and especially how it's expecting as women for us to fit this kind of mold of appearance. And um, I so much, I just agree with you totally that we have to experience this kind of anger at the system and society in general in order to move forward. So when I hear people pissed off, I'm like, yes, <laughs> stay there for a little bit longer and tell me what pisses you off about this. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that part too. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think that once I started to really explore this and it took a while to figure out all the different components of why do I feel bad about my body and its natural state? Uh, why did I need to change it? Um, when I started to really do a lot of reading and exploring and I, I, I always would have considered myself a feminist, but I have to say I was kind of a lousy feminist. And <laughs> this has really put me on a, a track where it's like, no, this is this is real feminism where we need to understand how we're being oppressed by this culture of beauty that no matter how wide you make it, it is never going to fit everybody. So, you know, I, I had a lot of anger about it. And then I realized maybe I just don't even want to fit into a beauty culture. I just want to be appreciated for everything else that I am and, you know, more anger and it's all very helpful. So that now I really realize that my body, regardless of how I feel about it, is like the least part of me. I have a brain. I have a mouth, <laughs> which a lot of things come out of. Um, and I have thoughts. And, you know, I'm, I'm so much more than my body. So that was really helpful to get to a point where I'm happy with myself and my life. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this letter writer basically is describing – a culture in her classroom that is basically a reflection of the whole world. Um, yeah. And it's so, but I think 
I don't. I I'm getting the sense though in the nutrition profession and maybe also prof- professions that are health related, um, like medical doctors, exercise physiology, that there may even be more discrimination based on size. And I'm wondering what you think about that. So that's absolutely true, and I don't want to sugarcoat it for anybody that that very much the medical world is still in the old paradigm of weight loss and don't be fat, become thin at all costs. And it's unfortunate. So she as a, as a fat dietitian will experience that. And I think it just depends on every person's level of comfort with how, how willing are you to fight discrimination, not just for yourself, but for everybody. And not everybody has to do that, but there will be a component of that if she becomes a dietitian. And I selfishly, I of course want more fat dietitians because that's going to help even out the profession in terms of body diversity and what people are seeing and understanding that a healthy body can be many different sizes. So, and I, I know I work in the medical community right now. And I've had to have a lot of talks with doctors that are very much um, about weight loss for their patients, even in settings where weight loss is not appropriate when people are critically ill. And it's, you know, sometimes it's like talking to a wall, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, But you as the dietitian can operate the way that you think is most appropriate. So that's kind of Great in a way that you can say, okay, I know what the science says on this, that weight loss, long-term weight loss is not really going to work for most people and probably make them larger in the long run. And I can fit my interventions around that for a person because you could work on health without having to work on weight. Um, But going back to the discrimination part, there is going to be that. However, where I work, we have fat dietitians. We have thin dietitians. We're all clinical dietitians. So I, I think that the, the discrimination is there, but it is surmountable, I guess, is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, you have to be, you have to ch- pick and choose where you're, what area you're going to work in. But when you're a clinical dietitian, it doesn't matter if you're a fat dietitian. That's a different skill set than working in weight loss where you're sort of telling people to eat less to try and lose weight. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think that, um, and you will feel awkward at conferences and whereabouts that you're, you're the fat dietitian. But what I have found is just being really vocal about it. Like, yeah, I'm the fat dietitian. I'm okay with that. I'm, and I talk about health at every size and it's always an opportunity to introduce that to people. So that's, I I mean, unfortunately (laughs) for whether you want it or not, sometimes being a fat dietitian means you're going to be an advocate for body diversity. You don't have to be, but I find those dietitians have a harder time. They kind of hide a little bit. The ones that I know specifically might sort of hide from that conversation, I guess, but they also might not be health at every size dietitians since they're just sort of like, I'm in this fatter body, but I'm a dietitian. You know, they haven't put the whole thing together, but I try to, of the people I know, I'm always sort of talking about it. So, well, I think that's an interesting thing to bring up because this letter writer could choose to hide from the conversation and she could choose to not. And what you're describing, it it sounds like if you're, if she chooses to be vocal, like you describe that there may be times that she feels more 
exhausted or just drained from this because like you said, her body is always there. It's always going to be seen. So she can't really run from it. And uh, so, yeah, there could be times where she may want to just go ahead and be vocal. And there may times she may not want to, and that's okay. Absolutely. And I think the thing that will really help is, first of all, learning about health at every size and learning about size diversity and then finding your allies and finding your community. And a lot of the time for us, that will be online. And, um, you know, it can be a lonely world, but when you have that online connection, like through my blog, I've I've met so many people and now through the podcast, I'm meeting so many people that there are a lot of us, we're just spread out. There are a lot of us who believe in size diversity, intuitive eating, not dieting. We're spread out, but it's a, strangely, it's a tight knit community. I think, you know, we really get to know each other well through Facebook and through Twitter and through our blogs. So I would say that if she's going to choose this path to find her people, find her community And that will really help. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. And I was thinking too, you know, I know for me and my own experience as a dietitian and my relationship with food, something that has helped me tremendously is personal therapy, you know, that just Mm -hmm. something where I can do my own work and protect myself. And so I would also probably recommend that too. Just, and I think actually for any dietitian, no matter your size, it would just be uh, kind of a proactive type of thing because it's not the easiest profession to be involved in where we talk about food every day and then also have to feed ourselves. <laughs> I always think that's kind of an occupational hazard at times. So, um, and then it, also finding finding your allies, like you said. And um, I do live in central North Carolina. There's not many health at every size dietitians, although I am trying to train more and more of them. But, you know, finding people online, like how I found you, Glennis, was has been really helpful because I don't feel like the weirdo as much. You know, there's lots of people <laughs> and we tend to have very, we tend to be very vocal in our own way. You know, I find that maybe people who are not extroverted health at every size dietitians are excellent writers or, or they do other programs where they have this like indirect way to help promote size diversity in our profession. So I feel like this letter writer could find a way to do it too, no matter what her personality style, you know, could be. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really hard to be a young person and to not fit into the group that you want to fit into. And, you know, we're, we're adults and we've kind of, you know, we know how to deal with not fitting in to some degree. I think when you're in college, that is going to be a really hard thing, but I think it's, it's also going to be worth it for her and save her a lifetime of pain. If she starts dieting now, um, who knows what that could do to her body. We both know that, you know, somebody's likely to lose weight in the short term and then likely to gain a lot more weight in the long term. So, um, so while it's really hard to sort of accept yourself or learn about body diversity as a concept when you're that age, I think it will be completely worth it for her, but also to know that, um, it's not going to be an easy road. (laughs) So, and then the other thing that I was thinking when I was reading her letter was that she had this problem of not being able to find a partner in, um, 
a class. And I'm just wondering to how, to what degree, if she's feeling bad about her body, is she telegraphing that to other people? So I think that that is where self-acceptance or body diversity, acceptance of different sizes also comes in very handy. If you start to learn to like yourself and accept yourself and know that you yourself are fine, your body is fine just the way it is, you really, I, I feel that that's something that you telegraph to other people and you become easier to like and to be around. If you're sort of feeling, I am not in the right body, I'm not right, I'm self-conscious about it. I think people, you know, to some degree, you, those, you'll be telegraphing that and saying, you know, um, that you kind of don't want to be talked to or don't want to be accepted because you are having a hard time accepting yourself. It's not exactly what you're saying, but people I think will pick up on that. So I think that the size diversity and accept self-acceptance will be hugely helpful for going forward in her schooling where, you know, she can telegraph to others that, Hey, I like myself and you can like me too. Yeah. There's, there's a place for me too. Yes. Yeah. And something else too, I'm thinking about with her is more than anything, I want her to just hang in there. You know, it's going to get better. It's going to get a lot better, especially once she graduates and, you know, is open to more opportunities and more different types of bodies and sees that she's not the only one. You know, it sounds like that was your experience. And I have a feeling for many others, too. So I want to tell her just hang in there and don't diet because if anything, that is going to harm her health. We know that mm -hmm. more long term anyway. So letter writer, please just hang in there and look for allies. And Glennis, before we um, end, I'm wondering, do you have any specific kind of recommendations on this on the show, we have something called the Food Peace Syllabus that helps people have a list of resources that can help their relationship with food. And I'm wondering if there's anything that you would like to add to it. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure if you, you might already have some of these resources, but the first one that I found when I was exploring this idea of body diversity and size acceptance and fat acceptance was Reagan Chastain's blog, Dances with Fat. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've read that one, but it's, that was amazing for me to read that message that, Hey, um, it's okay to be in the body that you're in and that it doesn't fit into the current cultural beauty standard. So that was a really, her writing is amazing. Her writing is amazing. And I, I really feel like her writing her blog has provided so much peace and acceptance to more people. I feel like it's one of the most important right now in size diversity. I love her blog. So thank you for mentioning it. I, I mm -hmm. It's exceptional. So we'll put that yeah. in the show notes. Great. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to it? I decided I needed to see fat bodies as normal and positive. And one of the things I did is spend a lot of time on fat fashion blogs, which I did not even know existed before all of this, before I started this journey. So I was really into a lot of fat fashion blogs. Gabby Fresh is one, Garner Style, Curvy Canadian, uh, Steffi, Stephanie Zwicky. Um, those are all, and there's a lot more. Those are just the ones I looked at all the time. Um, th that was really transformational for me in seeing fat bodies in a positive light, wearing great clothes and their sort of attitude, which was, I'm not hiding, I'm wearing amazing clothes and here I am. And, you know, I, that was unbelievable, unbelievable to me to see, you know, 
women out there saying, this is who I am and I'm okay. And it really helped me a lot. Awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. What we'll do is I'll put those in the show notes too. So people can easily just click and find those people because I want everyone to have these kind of like ready on hand resources. And especially for this fat nutrition student, this is something that she can use as a way to have like a virtual ally to see that she can be healthy right now. And she may already be, especially if she hasn't dieted yet. So (laughs) please hang in there, fat nutrition student. And thank you so much, Glennis, for adding your input. I think um, you have really helped this person. And I also think many other nutrition students and dietitians will really appreciate this conversation. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you for having me, Julie. This was, it was fantastic. All right. Well, take care. Fat nutrition student. I am so glad we were able to chat with Glennis. I found her conversation very helpful and I hope you did too. Please know that we are rooting for you We want you to stay in the profession because we think you are going to provide your own insight and creativity and experiences that are really going to help others have a healthier relationship with food. And I don't know what type of nutrition you're interested in, but please know you have my support. And I see here that food has written you back. So let's hear what food has to say. Take care. Dear Fat Nutrition Student. You will be a great dietitian someday, so please stick with it. You have much to add to the profession. Nutrition needs you. Don't think there needs to be less of you in order for you to experience this success. Connect with other folks against size discrimination. Size diversity makes the nutrition profession stronger. Hang in there. It will get better. Love, food. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food series. Have you enjoyed the show or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.